You may be seated. God bless you. You may be seated. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord? The choir will be singing a song. So they should prepare. But let us pray. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you. As we are here, we have not gathered unto man, but unto your name. The name that you left, that has become a law in the universe. So we, we say in your name, Lord Jesus, let every knee bow. And we ask that you speak to us. Help us. Build us. Prepare us. We thank you for answer prayer. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. If you have your Bibles, please you can open to First Corinthians chapter fifteen. First Corinthians chapter fifteen. So this part of it I'm not really going to be preaching. The preaching part will come where you shall be exalted and you shall be encouraged. But this is a time for studies. Amen? Amen. So, you know, I want to see your notebooks, your Bibles, and your pens. And make sure you add something. So, First Corinthians chapter 15. And... Uh, I want us to read from it's, it's the, my main thing is be is in the verse fifty eight, but I want us to start from verse fifty. We will just read it fifteen verse fifty downwards. Then the main thing I want is in fifty eight, but let's start from fifty. So let's let's read it together. Help me to read it. So now this I say, brethren. So you know Paul was talking to brethren. So, so in other words, he was he was talking to Christians. Do we agree on that? Yeah, he was talking. He wasn't talking to unbelievers. So what I am saying, it is relevant to us as believers. You see, Apostle Paul was talking to the church in Corinthians. So, so now I say, brethren, that that what flesh and blood. Flesh and blood cannot what? Inherit the kingdom of God. Tell me about flesh and blood. Cannot inherit the kingdom of God. It's very, it's very true. Maybe you don't understand it, but what he's trying to tell you is that look, don't, don't be too concerned about the flesh. Hmm? And the needs of the flesh and the desires of the flesh. Because flesh and blood will not and cannot. It is simply impossible for flesh and blood and its desires, its wants, its satisfactions to inherit the kingdom of God. It is not possible. Are are you seeing that? So you can be wearing you can be wearing a two hundred and fifty thousand watch. Dollar watch. There are some watches like that. 
And some people boast about it. They drive Lamborghinis. They drive this. You shall drive one. You shall drive one. And it says that flesh and blood will not inherit the kingdom of God. So please, what I want you to understand is that there is the kingdom that is called the kingdom of God that the physical things that we are seeing here will not be part of it. Please understand that. The physical things that we are seeing, it will not be part of this. It will never be part. It, it, it cannot. Yeah. They know that corruption inherits incorruption. Yeah. So, he's telling that flesh and blood, we as human beings, eh, do you know, do you know Kofi Annan is still alive? Are you aware? Or you don't know? You think he's dead? He's still alive. Just that he's not in the material world now. Flesh and blood is dead. Ebony is still alive. But where, he, where she is now, only God knows. Michael Jackson is still alive. Who has died again this year? This year is hitting them like, like, like Satan is on the ranges. And he's giving them target to fall where he is. We had a, a colleague in the army. And a serial womanizer. And he, when he goes to club, he says, target will fall when he he goes and he, he makes it his aim. I am coming home with a catch. And he writes you, your name in his black book. You are a target. If Satan has made you a target, he will always misfire. Your amen is very weak. Yeah. So, all these people that I've mentioned, Mandela, all those people, they are still alive. Jesus said that they are not in the world of corruption, where flesh and blood rules, they are in an incorruptible world, where you live forever and ever and ever and ever. But whether it's two destinations, hell or heaven, so wherever they are, God help them. This prayer applies the foolish prayer, because it is over. And God can't help them. God has decided He won't help them. If you, want, if you want help, this is the time God can help you. And so I, I, I just pray the foolish, I pray that mess. Yeah. But you see, he says, corruption cannot inherit incorruption. So, please, there is, there's a, there's, I was teaching the, the guys in Ghana some time ago about the dimensions. Mm. We have this physical dimension, which is controlled by space. Matter and time. Is it, is, it, is it too high for you? Do you understand what I'm saying? Space, matter, and what? Time. Everything that we are doing under this world is, is by these things. It occupies even air that we can't see, but we feel it's occupying space. It, it's just that you can't see, but it is it's the matter. It's occupying space. And it is related, it is related to time. Hmm? So it's three dimensions, space, matter, and what? Time. So on this side of eternity, these are the three things that rule. But there is another dimension which these things don't matter there. 
And it is the dimension that Bible uses a lot of terms to describe it. He says because it's a heavenly place, heavenlies, whatever. But there is another dimension, a spiritual dimension that we don't, it's not limited by time, matter, or space. You see, people who are in that dimension, like the Lord Jesus Christ, when he was, before he died, he was limited to time, matter, and what? Space. So he said, 30 years he appeared. 33 years, my time is up, I must go and die. Then he left this dimension of time, space, and matter. Then what, what happened? He entered into the glorious dimension. That's why now, he, his disciples could be there, and the doors are all locked, and he just walks through the door, walks through the wall. Nobody opens the door for him. He just, because he's not limited by matter anymore. So there is a spiritual dimension. There's another world. And the truth of the matter is that it is what is happening in that world that is manifesting physically here. Are you seeing that there? Uh, so even before you fight with your husband, you fight with your wife, even before you go to school, even before you decide anything, that thing would have been decided. Even the day you die, you, before you die, you are dead. Does it make sense? Uh, before you die, you are dead. You, 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 you are walking, but it's already decided. You are dead spiritually. And one of the things that will let you see, the time, one of the times that we can connect to this, this world is in a time when our flesh poses minimal um, resistance, which is when we sleep. Then your flesh will not be telling you you are hungry. And so you, your spirit and your soul, which is the real you, which is yearning to have, you know, access into that you know, world, then it comes out. That's when you have dreams. That's when spiritual beings like angels can talk to people in dreams. The Bible says that Joseph was what? Warned in a dream. The wise men, they were warned in a dream. Eh? Angels, they are spiritual beings. They are, as we are here, they are angels here, but you can't see them because they are here. Yeah. So, you, you see that before anything happens in the physical world, it will have happened already. And you see that, like death, for instance, you, before you die, you will be seeing your... That's why I say, have you heard that people say that the man knew he was going to die? Have you heard that before? What? How, how do they do it? How do, because but you are already dead. And your soul is aware that you are dead. He's just waiting for the body and the time and the clock to what? Stop. And then it will exit. Yeah. So, you realize that they will be having dreams and seeing dead people. That means there's a connection there. They're already there. Yeah. But if it's not your time and it is Satan that has organized it for you, then you must what? You must reject it. And this is why we pray the way we pray, but some people don't understand why we pray the way we pray. Any premature death assigned to your life, it is being cancelled right now. I said it's being cancelled right now. Let's move on because I said my main thing is in this is just continue for me. So in the next verse, it says it talks about death. It says so when this corruptible has put on incorruption. 
a time is coming when the corruptible body is going to put on incorruption. And then it says, 54. <coughs> then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. Death is swallowed up in victory. Death is swallowed up in victory. It says, this message is, so when the corruptible has put on incorruption and the mortal has put on immortality, and, and a time is coming, please. A time is coming when this mortal body is going to put on immortality. Yeah. Don't think that hell is only for a season. Hell is forever. And don't think that heaven is for a season. Heaven is forever. There's no change. If you have any mind, any, any, if you have to change your mind, this, this is the time. And the thing is that, you, if you end up in hell, for instance, you will remember because in hell there's not like forgetfulness. In heaven there's not like forgetfulness. Everything of your life you remember. It's like you don't, you don't, you don't need to try and remember. The thing is there. Everything is seen. You see. So, it says, so then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. So my father, for instance, is put on immortality wherever he is. The life he led and the decision he took. I put something on the youth platform. I said, I said to them, doing good is good, but it can never save you from going to hell. Yeah, some people believe that doing good will save them. Please, I'm coming to that. He said, death is swallowed up in victory. And then, he says, therefore, verse 58, the verse 58, I want us to read it together. Therefore, so why is it that there is only one person that can manage the projector? Hmm? Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast. Be, be what? Always abound. Let's, let's, start, let's try again. Therefore, this, this again, wait, this again is telling Christian brothers that like I'm talking to you now. Said, Therefore, after all the things that he was writing there, and I'm trying to explain to you because of time, but this one I'm going to explain it more. Therefore, my beloved brethren, he's saying it out of love. He's saying it out of concern, like I am saying out of great concern. Great, great concern. Be steadfast, immovable. What should you always be doing? Uh huh. Ah, my brothers and my sisters. Therefore be, therefore be steadfast. And I have learned, I learned the history. When you know the history of a word, what does it mean? What, what is the word they use to describe a history of a word? Like, if you look at the dictionary, so this is the, it's, I think it starts with E, it's a very big word there. It's something, something, logical. Eh? No. It's, it's some, somewhere, I'll find it, I'll remember it. 
But I looked at, I, I, I just got to learn about the word steadfast, that it's actually a word that was not in the English dictionary, but the Navy, they made that word. They created, it's a Navy word, steadfast. And it means being able, having that ability, you know, the Navy, in those days they will be on a ship, and they, they must stay on course. They must stay on, on a certain course. But sometimes the wind can blow and then it can move them off course. So when they came up with this word, then, to, be, to be steadfast is having that ability to come back on course if you veer off course. Being steadfast. So that is the, the history. But history... History is a very simple word. I had wanted to bamboozle you with a, with a very big English word, but it has disappointed me. Maybe next time. He says, steadfast. So, veering off course and then coming back on course. And he says, be immovable. Be what? Immovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. My brothers and my sisters, I want you to understand something. The material world that we are living in and all these things that we are chasing, a time will come, it will not matter. Hmm? A time will come, it will not what? Matter. What will matter is your work that you work Whilst you are alive for God. Are you with me? The work that you did for God, that will, that will be what matters. The day your heartbeat stops and you have exited this life, your certificates will not matter. Certification will not matter. The number of cars that you have, it will not matter. Whether you did this or it will not matter at all. It will not matter. What will matter will be your labor. Your labor. I'm not talking about being a pastor. You don't need to be a pastor to labor in the house of God. If you don't know, I'm telling you. If you, you don't need to be a pastor or a prophet or a pastor too. But there is a labor and there is a work you must do. Some of you, all that you are doing is coming to warm the feet. That is, that, that's all you do. There is no labor. Labor is hard work. Labor is something that you, you don't really enjoy, but it is something you must do. Can you find a different meaning of labor for me? Somebody is laboring. You are, you are laboring. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. He didn't say always abounding in your work as a nurse, in your work as a, a, a doctor, a teacher, in your work as a politician. Always abounding in the work of because at the end of the day, only that will matter. I'm telling you. That's the only thing that will matter. Look, don't be under any deception. Don't be under any deception. Hmm. 
Because the thing is that being in a church like this one and hearing the messages and the teachings that you are hearing like this, you should, should you end up in hell? The way Satan will torment you. The way Satan will... Ah! Knowing that your labor, have you found it? Has somebody found it? Labor. Find it for me. Your labor is in the Lord is not vain. You, you cannot do you cannot work for God and it, it will be in vain. But I can tell you, you can even work for the UN, like Ophianan. If all he did was all the, the things that he are saying, and he did this and he did that and he did that, at the end of after the day he died. All those things is vain, it's vanity. If he never went to church, never did anything for church, maybe he think he thought that doing good is is is, is enough. Being a politician is enough. Hmm. You see, we are we have a generation of Christians right now that don't want to stick with the Bible. They just want to do their own thing. So something for you know, for instance, things that are concerning the Bible, they, we try to we try to we try to just create some some something. Some sometimes when you look at some churches and their vision, uh, it's, it's like they are they are a social organization striving for excellence in the community and you know helping helping the poor and, and all those ridiculous things. Be steadfast, be immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. God is expecting some labor. What are you doing for God? What I mean, that's the question I want you to answer today. This is my aim today. What, what work are you really doing for God? Is there anything that is going to follow you after your death? The Bible says in Revelation, it said, Blessed are those who die in the Lord. Eh? Revelation, I think it's Revelation chapter 12. Blessed are those who die in the Lord. For they are, their labor shall, their work shall follow them. It didn't say your position. It didn't say your education. It didn't say your beauty. Your labor. What did you do in the, in the house of God? You are so educated. You, you have talent. You have abilities. What, what did you use it to do for God? Hmm. Your neighbor. It's going to be very, very powerful on that day when the Lord comes. Tell your neighbor. It's going to be very, very powerful. Have you found it? What's happening? Yes, labor. What does it mean? Have what? In doing something, despite what? Working hard. Who has got something different? Make, ah, I like that one. Making a great effort, not a weak effort, not a little effort, not a minimal effort, not coming to church on Sunday effort only. 
Labor. God is watching. And the thing is that if me as a pastor, I can't see God here. He doesn't need any special eyes. He's there. He's watching you. The amount of time you are wasting and watching TV and doing all unnecessary things and your life. The, the Bible calls this the cares and the pleasures. So it chokes you. Jesus said the parable, the parable of the sower, when he was trying to explain it, he said, the cares and the pleasures of the world, it chokes them. So even after hearing a word like this, you will still go back and not make any great effort or any change in your life. Satan will be celebrating, getting his whips ready. He'll be flicking it. Wow, that's the meat that is waiting. I, I, I just can't wait to get into this meat. Yeah. What, what was your... What was your... Uh, the same thing. Yeah. Making great what? Efforts. You see, so, please. It's all about working. Working for God. It is about working for God. Laboring for God. Making a great effort for God. Not the, you know, the way we are treating the things of God like it's a hobby. When we don't have anything to do, that is when we come to church. We come to church in shifts and in seasons. We don't make any great efforts to do anything for God. There are so many things that needs doing now. Look, one person is trying to do is uh, trying to how do you call it? Run the radio. Is trying to do the projector. Is trying to do the Facebook. And you you have the ability to do it, but because of big shortism. Hmm? Yeah, now when I say big shot, you say take your church. Yeah. So let's do it. Big shot. I will do it well. Big shot. As for big shots, when you talk to them, they are big shots in this part, in this side of eternity. They are big shots. When they are coming, their 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 education qualifications, you have to put it in a wheelbarrow. It is so much that you have to carry it in a wheelbarrow. And you, they need a special assistant to be following them, carrying the education when they come in. You can see this very well when, when you're in the army. Like when, when, when I visit ceremonial ceremonies, when, when I'm with Kenel. For instance, when they're doing parking out. When, when, they are, when they are big men are coming in, you, you know. They announce it. Everybody, the 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 useless people, they will go. We have to go and sit down first and wait for them, and then they come. They said this one is coming. Then they announce it. So 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 is so in charge of this, and they will start announcing his pedigree. They went to this school, went to this Oxford. He was the best platoon. This he was this and that, and then he comes in. Then somebody comes. Ah, yes, sir. And salutes them, opens the door, and then a big shot will come out. Who is first? Takes a look, and then somebody says, "Yeah, we are ready, ready, sir." And then they go, and then they go and they tell them. You see, the thing is that when you are big short, your life they run your life for you, but you don't even know you are like a baby. They tell you what to do. Go and stand here. Go and stand here. Okay, what are you supposed to do? Okay, now yes, sir. You follow yes. You have to have a big short walk. For them, they don't bend your knees. You know, big short is too heavy to. You don't bend your knees. If you bend your knee, it's too much effort. Yeah. 
And then you come and you celebrate them. But you see, all those things, eh, a day will come, it will not matter. It will not, and that day is come. Everybody has gone. As I'm standing, I have my appointment day. You two have your appointment day. And we will all have it. But what will be, what will be, what will be more important, relevant? God is saying here through the apostles, says that my brethren, please, please, just, just be steadfast. Hmm? Just be steadfast. Don't, don't, don't move because the world is, is, is moving at a certain rate where we, we are drifting away from our true course in life. Our true purpose in life, we are drifting away from it. And, and as I told you that this is an, a, a Navy term, please come back from where you have drifted and stay on course. The pool is too much. The pool, there's a pool. An opportunity suddenly comes. Some of you right now, if you are here, and you say, there's a care company that has come in Scotland that is paying 50 pounds an hour. After church, you come. Papa, praise the Lord. Praise Him. It's a mighty testimony, Papa. It's a mighty testimony. You see, when, when it comes to money, people's eyes, when it, comes to, when it comes to money, people's eyes suddenly become bigger than natural. Papa, it's a big, it's a big testimony. I say, eh, what is it? Oh, yes, a care company has come. And, and this one is for FYI, for your information. It's not something we are coming to discuss. I'm just telling you, I'm going. And then he'll go. Meanwhile, maybe you're a Sunday school teacher. They don't, they don't care about what, what I, I'm not going to abound in the work of the Lord. I, I, that is not important. I'd rather drift off course. The pool is too much. So it just shifts you off course. But you don't know spiritually. The spiritual world is all watching and seeing that. Let me tell you. The Bible says that we are surrounded by so great a cloud of what? Witnesses. Having, that's what I was telling you that. Uh, Kofi Annan is not dead. You are not dead. The real you, you leave that incorruptible body, you leave this corruptible body, and now you take on what? An incorruptible what? Body. So they are living somewhere. So there is a, there's, a, there's a witness. As we are here, there is a spiritual dimension, spiritual world. They are all watching what we are doing. Don't you know when Jesus Christ died? Uh, no, no, no. Even before he died, he went on the uh, he went to pray, and the Bible says that there was um, Elijah and Moses, trans- the Mount of Transfiguration. He's not the God of the dead, he's the God of the living. So those people are still alive, but you know, it's either you are alive in heaven or you are, li- you are alive in hell. So Moses came, and Elijah also came. These are witnesses in the spiritual world, in, in the heavenly where they are watching. They are all watching what, they, what is going on. So we are surrounded by so great a cloud of what? Witnesses. I think it's the Hebrew story. We are surrounded by so great a cloud of what? Witnesses. Therefore, lay aside every weight and sin. It's two things. Not necessarily sin, but this thing is a drag. It's a pull. Like, it's making you think. It is taking you off course. Something like education. It's not a bad thing, but it can become a weight. That will take you off course straight away. It will make you not abound. What is the meaning of the word abound? 
What is the meaning of the word abound? Eh? Staying on. Find it for me. Dictionary. So therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witness, I'm telling you, there are witnesses. That is why, why the, the word there is also a legal term. It's a witness. When is it so much a witness? He saw you doing the thing, and yeah, their contribution can either save you or not save you. So the witnesses in the spirit that I mentioned that we are going to join them very soon. They are witnesses with your laziness when it came to laboring for God. You did not put any effort in the things of God. Your education did not become useful to the things of God. Your marriage didn't become useful to the things of God. You raised your children in a way that they, they never became useful to the things of God. Your work, your qualifications, your, your, your status, it never became useful. To the things of God. And therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and that sin which so easily what ensnares us. It is waiting to ensnare you. It is waiting to trap you. It doesn't want you to be steadfast. It, it wants you to move away from your course. He said, and let us run with endurance. Because some of us don't have endurance. We can only run sprints. You are like the Jamaicans. They, they are not like the Kenyans. They can do the sprints, but they cannot do the, 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 the fight. That one, Mufara will bring his head like a, a monkey nut. You know Mufara? Yeah. He will bring his head that is like a monkey nut. And he will show you that me. Yeah. The man doesn't eat. He's skinny like Ghanian Chichinga. Yeah. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. So there's a race that's been set before you, there's a race that's been set before me. And I told you, it says laboring for God, working for God. It's not talking about you necessarily becoming a pastor. Because that one too is another level of working for God. And even if you are a pastor, there is, you know, it says equipping the saints to work. Find out quotation, I think it's efficient. It's it equipping the saints to work for God. So it is all about working. I am not here to equip you to become blessed and all those things alone. You are supposed to work for God. Don't come to church and sit in church and just all your your all you do, your bum comes to warm the, the, the chest and then you go. Every Sunday you come and warm the and that is your contribution to the work of God. Do you know what is waiting for you? There's no escape. Oh. There is no escape. He, he says, and he gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists and pastors. For equipping of what? Are you there? Read it. For, for what? For what? Uh-huh. So, 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 my duty is to equip you to work for God. Don't get all these 
demonic doctrines that are going on that you think that you can become a Christian and you don't do anything for God. Your pastor is there, so, so you come, I want a baby, and you don't have a baby, so you, you, you leave. Please, you are being stupid. I want this. It's not just about all these things. The, the fact of the matter is that if you really serve God well, He is faithful. He will give it to you even without you asking. He said, I will give it to you. You think God is a bad boss? He's, we are working for him. You think he's a bad boss? He's not a bad boss. If we as human beings, as wicked as we are, we, 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 He says that we know how to good, give good gifts to our children. How much more the Father? When we ask Him for bread, will He give us snake? No. Yeah. So, in saying there that, in saying there that, for the equipping of the things, for work. So, if God has given you a gift, your pastor is a gift from Jesus Christ to you, to help you to, to know your work in, 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 in the church. But the problem we have is that when we come to church, everybody is a big shot. Especially in Europe here. God, you, you and your pastor, you all shop in Tesco's. So, you, you don't have any... There's no reverence. There's nothing. You, come, you, you can't advise me. I can, I, you, can, you can advise me. They, they are doing, everybody is doing their own thing. But I am here to equip you so that you can work for God. So, you might not be a, you might not be a pastor. You might not be a, a prophet or whatever. But there's something you can do in the church. I just given you an example with the with the pastor that is doing the media. One person is trying to do this, he's trying to do that. You have a laptop in your house, but you use it to watch pornography. You use it to watch news. You use it to do all sorts of things. Why don't you commit yourself to say this is a skill? Do, do, do you need a certificate to be able to type in what the pastor is doing? Why can't you do it? What is so big about you doing something like that in the house of God? Labor. Find yourself. Find something to do in the house of God. Yesterday, for instance, when we had the women's conference, I realized we don't have enough ushers. We need people to be Sunday school teachers. We need people who, some people, all that they will do eh, is to evangelize and they say, this is my work. Me, my labor for God, I will go the extra mile and be praying and evangelizing to people. Not just saying, some of you, you say you are evangelizing, but you are not doing anything. You are a liar. You are not doing anything. You are not laboring. You just say you are doing it, but you are not really doing anything. Because if you are doing it, it will show. And if you are doing it and it's not, it's not, it's not working, then it means that you are not putting enough effort in it. How many of you have fasted and prayed for a soul? Say that, no, this is this, this my uncle. You don't even need to go too far. Your friends, your, your, this person doesn't really know. They wear this person exam. And you tell them, come to church. They say, I won't come home. Church. Pastors want to, they just want to take your money. You listen to it, say, okay. But in the night, you get up and put some labor through prayer. And what? Pray. And pray. And then you praise the Lord. Look at, look at Joseph. Joseph. Joseph doesn't know you. Please, I want you to touch him. 
the following week, go and tell Joseph, come to church. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like. Okay. Then you keep on praying. By third week, Joseph, let's go. Okay, okay, you will come, I'll come. Come and pick me up. Something has happened. Your labor is not working. Your labor is working. But you see, you don't put anything. There is no extra effort. There is nothing. You are not doing anything at all for the work of God. You are just in church. You have a, a, a baby mentality. You come like a baby bed. Open your mouth for feeding time. And you don't want to do anything. You, you, I'm here to be blessed. I am here to be blessed. You have big swords. You have big swords. And the sad thing is that all these blessings that you say you want to bless you, it's not coming. You are not seeing anything. There is an easier way. He said, in, 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 uh, I, I don't know how this quotation is in, 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 in English, but in three, he said, Meaning, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All other things shall be what? Added unto you. But you, you are doing it your, your own different what? way. Yeah. So do you see why you must work for God? Do you see why you must work for God? Mm. So, are you really working? Are you putting some labor in it? Do you know why you are not? Do you want me to tell you why you are not working for God? Do you want me to show you? Do you want me to show you? Or you don't want me to show you? The way you are responding, I, I, I feel like closing. Some of you, your eyelids are becoming like Mr. Bini. And it's becoming very, very heavy. Yeah. Should, should I show you? Go to, go to your, neighbor, your neighbor and tell them, even the Greek, the great what? Cloud of what? Witnesses. They are watching your sleeping in church. They are watching it. Go, go and tell your neighbor. Go and tell your neighbor. They are watching your sleeping. It is being, it is being evidence right now. The witnesses are putting evidence down at 2, two, two Joseph was sleeping in church. It is being written down. When the pastor was preaching such a powerful message, Joseph was busy sleeping. <laughs> yeah. So, you see, there is somebody that doesn't want you to know that you must abound. Did somebody find a word abound for me? Who found it? Doing something in large... To exist in large numbers so, or great, great amounts. So, abounding. So, your work for God must be in great amounts. Not in little, little, minimal things. But you see, there's somebody that doesn't want us to work for God. And I can show you in the Bible. Exodus. Exodus chapter 5. And then... We will bring it to an end. Bible studies. <coughs> Are you there? Exodus chapter 5. 
Yeah, so it says, Then the Lord, as afterwards, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, That says the Lord God of Israel, Let my people what? Go, that they may hold a feast to me and in the wilderness. So, this, 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 everything that happened in the Bible says that it was written for our what? As an example unto us. The Old Testament was written as an example unto us. And when we talk about Egypt, Egypt is referring to the world. When we talk about Pharaoh, Pharaoh is a type that represents Satan. And we say Israel, the Israelites represent the children of God. So in this story, God says, I want my people to go and hold a feast for me in the wilderness. I want my people to go and do something for me. Go and do some work. There is something I want my people to go and do. So he sends his servant and he says, go and tell Pharaoh, this Satan. Pharaoh represents Satan. So go and tell him that my people must, you must let them go. As long as they are in the hands of Pharaoh, they will not be able to work for God. So me, I'm here. I am like Moses and Aaron. I have been sent to come and tell you. Please, it is about abounding in great amounts for the work of God. For one day, the corruptible will take on the incorruptible. And we shall all stand before the judgment seat. Some, he says, to dishonor. And some, to honor. When some are being given great rewards. When some are going to be given cities and other things to look after. You will be shot on this earth. But, but if you should make it to heaven, you will enter heaven with regrets. You'll be a nobody there. And it's forever. There's no change anymore. It's forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Can you imagine that? As we are here, they are some people I'm happy just to enter into heaven. That is the talk of a fool. That is somebody that lacks understanding, lacks depth and knowledge. You think heaven, we are just going to be there and be lifting our hands and singing. There will be responsibilities. And everybody will be rewarded according to what you did whilst you are here on earth. It's not just about salvation. Salvation is the door. Once you enter, you must now, like how some of you are busy grabbing lands, grabbing properties, building this and building that, and you know, putting more letters to your names, prefixes and suffixes and whatever. You are busy building those things. Listen, listen, listen. In heaven, you should rather aim to get more Respond more status in heaven than on earth here. Because it is only for a short time. Maximum 80, 90 years, 70 years. Today it is even what a short kind of death that their people are dying. 23 years dead. 46 years dead. Because they are, they are, they, there's no honor for parents. There's no honor. There's nothing. So people are doing their own things. Are you here? Are you sure you are here? Are you going to work for God? Are you going to be in this church and you will not do anything? A, tell your neighbor it's a big error. It's a mighty error. 
Some of you even opening your mouth to tell your neighbor it's worth for hey, my God. I, okay, go to three people eh, and tell them it's an error. I said three people. I'm, I'm watching the big shots. They are too big shots to go and say it. Yeah, so please, we, we are here to work. Oh. Don't you think that we need to work? And you are working for God, you are not working for man. There, 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 there needs to be more souls to come into the kingdom of God. I'm not saying come and work for me so that I'll be rich. I, I'm content. I am very content. But whatever God gives me, I'm very happy. I've learned to have to live in plenty and I've learned to live in nothing. I am very happy. I'm content. Money doesn't money doesn't really move me. Money is not my focus at all. If it is money, I'll be like some of you. Because where your heart is, that's your treasure. That's where your treasure where your treasure is, that's where you put your heart, isn't it? Yeah. But he says, we must work for God. Please, people, then, uh, uh, it is sad. People are dying. We are, we are now in a country that is very, very godless. And we, we have a lot of people that call themselves Christians, but they are not Christians. They are going to go to hell. Because of the deception, thinking that maybe you receive this blessing, you receive Look, it is more than that. When you go to as a pastor, I've shown you from the scripture, I'm not telling you my opinions. I am telling you the opinion of God. You say, even me as a, as a pastor or a prophet or whatever, my job is to equip you to become a worker. I am here to make sure you are doing something for God. Pushing you so that you put your skills, whatever you have, whatever ability you have, put it to work for God, to win souls for God. But the guy that is called Pharaoh, he says, I don't want this person to go and work for God. I don't want him to do it. So even as I am telling you now, Pharaoh is whispering to you and telling you something else. Pharaoh is Satan. Egypt is the world. You see, now let's, let's go on. Let's read it. And, and what? And what? I didn't hear you. And what? Do you know this question is very loaded? Do you, are you aware? He said, God is saying, I want you to work for me. Moses, go and tell Pharaoh. Who is a type of Satan? Go and tell him that I, I want to take these people and I've shown you both Old Testament and New Testament. Even I am like a pastor to you. I'm like, I am like Moses to you. 
And he says, in the New Testament, he says, I am here as a gift from Jesus Christ to equip you. What, what is the equipping? I mean, I have to give you some knowledge. I have to give you certain things. Give you some personal protective weapons and other things. This is why you must come to church. See, we come to church to be equipped so that we can work for God well. And in the Old Testament, this is how it was played out. And I think that we can understand it very clearly with the Old Testament. Pharaoh said, who is the Lord that I should obey? And this is very true now. Because some of you think that working for God, what is working for what, what is working for God? What is a pastor? How many of you, when your children say, I want to become a pastor, you say, go and do it. I remember when I finished school and I, I told my mother, I wanted to go to Trinity College. She said, no, no, I want you to become a doctor. By God. That is her vision for me. But was it God's vision? No. Because, pastor, you are working, you are pastor. What is, who is the Lord? What is the pastor? What is working for God? When I say, you are a pastor, you are thinking, what is that? What is that? I mean, I mean, I'm talking about deeper things and more relevant things. With short workings, you know, pastor. No, oh, I'm pastor, so so and so service. Well, who is, who is the Lord? Pharaoh, that is what Pharaoh says. Who is the Lord? That I should obey him. God says, come and work for me. You think that doing something or working for God is... What is well? People, you are worrying us. If you have this, it is, it is, a, it is the Pharaoh spirit that is at work in you. That is telling you to say, why should I even obey? When I, I can get eight pounds an hour, why should I be in church? Working for God is nothing. It is a mindset of the Pharaoh. It is Satan. It makes you Pharaoh will make you think that. There's no respect. There's no regard for God. So those of you that don't respect the things of God, you think that, look, this man that is coming to drum here is doing something for God. So I don't take it for God. Anybody that is working, I don't take it for God. To me, this is what he, he might not know. But doing this and connecting himself to the things of God, he becomes a valuable asset in God's hands. So even by this, God is... He's getting divine insurance, divine protection, even without him even knowing, because he is now important to God. Yeah. But Pharaoh will say, Oh, you this talent, what you do? Don't, what is this church? Don't this church. You can go and do better things. You can go and, you can go and do better things. And a lot of us, we say it with our mouth, but your action is showing that you treat the things and the work of God with contempt. You, you, are, you are like, he says, who is, who is the Lord? Oh, let, let, let us think. Oh, what is this church, church thing? Once, in, once, 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 a, once a week is enough. <laughs> what kind of Christian are you? See, Pharaoh, eh? Pharaoh has a certain tool. Some of you right now, most of us, we are in the prime of our lives. You think that you have another life, life waiting for you where you are going to work for God. Do you know in scripture 
He says that if you want to work as a Levite or a priest, he said you must work between the ages of 25 to 50. You must retire after that. Right now, then that is the stage that you want to marry, isn't it? That's the stage you want to have children. That's the stage you want to uh, buy houses. That's the stage you want. But that is the, also the age group that God says you must work for Him. Are you going to be immovable? Are you going to be steadfast? Or you are going to be pulled? See, some of, some of you, you make it look as if serving God is a mistake. You working for God is a mistake. It's not an important thing. It's not, it's not relevant. Look, I'm here in UK and you know, I need to do... Remember, remember yourself when you were in Fanchinico. Maybe you've forgotten. Today you are here in UK, you are putting makeup and you, know, you are putting baboon hairs and all those things. And now you think that doing the work of God is not... You that used to do all night. You that used to fast and pray. Suddenly, the work of God is not important. But a day will come when we put away the, the corruptible body. And then we take on an incorruptible body according to 1 Corinthians 15. And he says that that is when you realize that those who abound, Paul said it, please, abound in the work of God. Pharaoh says, who is the Lord that I should obey him? I do not know the Lord. So he says, speaker, he will make you just downplay it. And then when you read further down, he said that, let's go. So I said, I will not let my people. Some of, some of you, this is the stage where you are. Satan has managed to let you think that going to church and doing the church work and being part of a church and doing... Some people are even shy. They are like Nicodemus. They want to come in the night secretly to say, Pastor, pray for me. Because I don't want to be seen to be part of this, this church or this. this so, so they said, the God of Hebrews has met with us. Please, let us go three days journey into the desert and sacrifice to the Lord our God. You see, God wants you to sacrifice something for him. So let you fall upon us pestilence. Let's continue. And then, the king of Hebrews said to them, Moses, why do you take the people from their work? The king of that is Pharaoh. He said to them, Moses, why do you take the people from what? Their work. Get back to your labor. So let me tell you, if you are not working for God, indirectly you will be working for Satan. And all these things that is pulling us, this work, these uh, uh, jobs and all these things, you see, Satan will make you work for him. He wants you to work for him. Building, instead of building the kingdom of God and building the church of God, you are busy building somebody's um, company, care company. You are working for Pharaoh. You are busy working for somebody's company. You are working for a bank. You think, and you, you think that that is more prestigious to say that I am working for a bank than to say I am working for a church. I am, I am this in a church. I am this in a... You, you think that you are happy that I am I'm working. I'm, 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 a, I'm a bank manager. I am this. I am that. You are working. Satan has put you to work, but you don't know. This is what prevents people from committing themselves 
into entering full ministry. But full ministry might not be for you. But whatever the case, you must be doing something for God. Because you cannot just... Satan is putting you to work. You know, Satan is a very bad master. Look, look at the system, especially here in, 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 in Europe. He will put you... He will make you go and use your credit cards and put you in debt. He will let you go and get mortgage. 25 years, you will be working and putting money in a bank, a bank something, mortgage. Some even, even pass on this, this uh, debt to their children. And they tell you, you go and sign something and say, oh, you, you bought the house. They are lying to you. You stop paying. You see, that is the day you see that the house doesn't really belong to you. But you are busy. You see, you see, you see those things are the things that really matter to you. You are working for Pharaoh. Yeah. If you don't work for God, he will put you to work. And you see, it doesn't matter. You work for Pharaoh. At the end of the day, it's not your work for Pharaoh that matters. It's your work for the Lord that will count. Because you will, everything that you are doing for Pharaoh, you will leave it here on earth. That, that's the sad truth. Everything. All the honor and praise of men and all the big shortism and whatever, you will leave it here on earth. By the day you die, then the work that you did for God must be the one that really counts. Yeah. So, so right now, most of us, we are busy working for Pharaoh. When God says, I want you to work for me. So that is Satan's, that is Satan's plan. So, what did, what, did, what did the king do? Hurry up. Put it, continue. Let me, let me run. And Pharaoh said, look, look, the people of the land are many now. You make them rest from the, you, and, and, you, and you make them rest from their labor. So the same day, Pharaoh commanded the taskmasters of the people and, and their officers, saying, saying, yeah, you shall no longer give them, you know, the, the people start to make breaks as before. Let them go and gather the stuff for themselves. So you see, some of you, you see why, this is, this is the lifestyle of immigrants. Especially, you are, you are working and building. And you are working and building. Everything, you know everything you are doing, we are building these people, we are building their, their country. We are building it. And we, are, we are supposed to be responsible and build. But what we, what we are saying is that if the day you want to really make a commitment from God, that is when you they will give you more shifts. That's when they will give you more shifts. That's when you see that suddenly it's like Satan wants you to do more. Some of you can't even cancel a shift. The, a whole women's conference we are having, look at mighty thing that the Lord was doing here yesterday. And you couldn't even cancel one shift. It just shows who your boss is really. You could think, and this is not something you are giving just two days' notice. You've been giving months' notice. You couldn't even cancel one day to come and work for God. Wow. Satan gave you more breaks. He gave you, you said, ah, I can't leave it. I can't, I can't leave it. I, you, ah, no, 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 no. This is time and a half. This is time and a half. You must change your mind. And the immovable. Some people, when you read further down, the Bible says that Pharaoh finally agreed and he said, okay, you guys can go. But you can't go 
with your cattle. We can't go with anything. See, you can. Satan is very happy for you to be just in church with no commitment, no sacrifice. You will not give your money, you will not give your time, you will not give anything. You just, you just go. Some of you, that is the stage where you are. And it's a deception. You just, you just come and warm the bench. Your presence is all we need. Don't give your tithes, don't give your offerings, don't give your time, your talents. Don't, don't, don't do anything. Just come and become a bench warmer. The evil God of this world has blinded you. And today, by the word of God, let that blindness remove. Whoever you are, whatever you are doing, whatever your abilities are, remember, Pharaoh wants to keep you from working from God. The pool is very strong. He will give you opportunities. He will suddenly open opportunities. And you will be so happy. I'm going to work for the UN. I'm going to work for Oh, I'm working for the World Bank now. That's better. When I say come and become a pastor or come and come and oh, so sister, you are leaving me. Brother, you are leaving, you are the one that is doing oh, you don't mind. Oh no, 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 no. Hey, what bank? Hey, what bank? That is more prestigious. Pharaoh is pulling you. Eternity will mark you. Men may hail you, but God is not aware of you. Let's be on our feet. Pray for yourself. A day is coming we shall all stand before the Lord Jesus Christ and give an account of our work. What is pulling you? What is telling you that, ah, no, 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 you have to do this and do that and do that and do that before you can work for God. When God is saying, I need you now. Jesus. In the age where you must be giving birth to children and do all, this is the same time that God says, I need you as well. Are you ready to make that sacrifice? Christianity is a, is a religion of sacrifice. The first person that started Christianity, Jesus Christ, eh, he did it based on sacrifice. He went to kill himself. And that's the power of the religion. You don't want to sacrifice anything. You just want to be a, 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 a non-committed member. NCM. N- you are not NC- NCO or N- NCM. Non-committed member. Please pray for yourself. Lift your hands up and begin to pray. Ask God. God, you said I, you want me to abound in your work. Yes, Lord. But I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Open my eyes. Open what my can eyes. I do? Open my to eyes. help build your kingdom, to help which really matters. In the name of Jesus. Lord, open my eyes to know, to know, to know, to know what to do, what to do. To give me, Lord, an inheritance in the name of Jesus. Open my eyes today to this truth, to this truth, to this understanding that has come in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. That when I put on immortality, when I put on, when I put on incorruption, yes, I will have a place to live my life. I will have a better place. Open my eyes today. Listen. When you say because of work, oh, I went for a shift so I couldn't come. I went. You, 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 you are joking. You are joking. I'm telling you. You think you are leaving you, so God is going to be lenient when he comes. You are joking. You are, I'm telling you. Some people are very, very. You, I just look at you and I, I see that, that you know it's like as as, as, as a pastor, I have failed. I couldn't equip you to become what God really wants you to. Because your attitude is in some way. Yeah. I'm tired. I couldn't. I couldn't. 
I couldn't come because I've done night shift, I've done morning shift, I've done evening shift, I've done whatever shift. Anything else, even if you had a hospital appointment, you, you, you might have had a worst 12 hours. They say hospital appointment 7 o'clock. Eh? Will you not go? Will you give an excuse? Oh. It just shows who is fooling you, who is your God. When it is work for Pharaoh, you are happy. But when it's for God, you are giving excuses. Some of you, instead of abounding the work of God, now you are becoming living some way. May God have mercy on the church. Amen. After today, we must abound. Tell your neighbor, we must abound. We must abound. In the work of the Lord. In the work of the Lord. Yeah. Lift your hands up. Father, I pray for your children. Amen. This is what you want them to, to know and to hear. Yes. We are in times and seasons of our lives mm. where we need to work for you. Yes. May your word stay in our hearts. Amen. May we walk with this word. Amen. May we reject the suggestions of Pharaoh. Amen. May we know that working for you is the highest privilege. Amen. May we know that working for you is what will matter. Amen. Because you said, blessed are those who die in you. Yes. But they are wet. They are wet. They are wet. Yes. They are wet in you. Yes. We follow them. Amen. Or they are worked in the Babylonian system. Mm. They are worked in the things of this world. Yes. You said they are worked. Our worked in you. Yes. Those are the ones that will follow us. Yes. May those of us that are deficient in work, mm. not abounding in work, Jesus. not having great quantities in, in our account, in our ledgers, mm. ledger books, in heaven, may we begin to balance it. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Let us begin. With salvation and evangelism. Amen. Talking to our friends, our family members, telling them about Jesus Christ and bringing them for equipping. Yes. Grant us success. Amen. You are not a bad.